0: Hey, you guys! Welcome back to Keeping It Simple. This is Luis
1: Sanchez. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Scott Callentine. Welcome to the episode. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to Keeping It Simple Season Two. We're glad that you're here. This is your host Scott Callentine and my co-host Luis Sanchez. Welcome back, Season Two in effect. We are excited to start Season Two of Keeping It Simple. Uh, so if you're listening in the future, we took a short end of summer break. So this is in 2021 here. We took a uh, we recorded in July, took a break, and now we're re-recording in the fall. We are glad to be back. So we're kicking off season two with a short series on what we call our irreducible minimums or our ecclesial minimums. Those are that's church for Greek. Or in the Greek that means church. And so these are elements that Our simple churches have to have in order to be considered a simple church. Right. So Brian Sanders of the Tampa Bay Underground, which if you don't know about the Tampa Bay Underground, you should. It's an awesome missional community movement in Tampa, Florida. And we'll talk a little bit about them here and there. But he's a big inspiration. And Brian Sanders says, an ecclesial minimum is a beginning, not a box. What we mean by that is, the church must have these minimums, and it can be more. There can be more things included, but it can be no less than these ecclesial minimums, these irreducible minimums, which are worship, community, mission, and leadership development. So as we begin season two, we are going to start a short series on these irreducible minimums. And as we look at this podcast, it is a resource for future members or supporters of the Simple Church Collective. We hope that this becomes a valuable library of of resources that people can come back to and refer back to months and years down the line. So as we start this season, we felt it important to jump into, well, what makes Simple Churches Simple Churches? Well, it's these irreducible minimums. So, Luis, can you maybe start off what are our minimums and, and what do we mean? Yep, You already introduced those, and when we think about minimums,
0: we're talking about worship, community, mission, and leadership development. And what we want people to understand and, and what we want people to get is, hey, our groups are, are more than just fellowship groups, right? They're more than small groups. They're more than people that are getting together, you know, to kick it, to eat barbecue, uh, to drink wine together, to – you know just we we are groups that focus and orient our lives around jesus that focus mm-hmm. and orient our lives around one another that focus and orient our lives around the mission of jesus and and telling people that god loves them and demonstrating that in tangible ways and we orient our lives around disciple making creating others I believe that every creating new disciples. Yes. Not not just like, yeah, right. Right. not just procreating, (laughs) right. But procreating disciples in a way. Uh, We we believe that uh, everybody that is called to, to uh, follow Jesus is both uh, a leader and a follower, right? Uh, A submitted uh, follower of Jesus. And we we think about discipleship and we think about what it looks like. And so irreducible minimums are those things like Scott said um, that, churches must, these elements that churches must have, simple churches must have, in order for them to be considered um, simple churches. They're not civic groups, they're not just fellowship groups, they're not small groups, all of those things are good. But in order for a simple church to be considered a simple church, yeah. these are the four key elements that these simple churches must have. So today, what we're gonna be focusing on is that first of those four uh, irreducible minimums, and that is worship. So Scott, what do
1: we mean when we say worship? Well, worship in the most simplest sense is recentering us on Jesus. Worship brings us back to Jesus. Wherever we're at in our lives, whatever we're doing, whatever is good or bad, it brings us back to Jesus. So in most uh, American, church settings. We think of worship. We also think of singing, right? And singing is 110% uh, an awesome way to reconnect us to Jesus and recenter us, but that is not the only way that we can worship Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of church history that just goes to liturgy or Book of Common Prayer, these very um, routine, traditional aspects of the faith that We read scripture, we we have prayers that we repeat through how we read and teach scripture even is how we worship and how we center ourselves on Jesus, how we pray, how we spend our time. The point is worship is much bigger than a a once a week gathering or a, a stage or lights or even singing. It is a lifestyle. See, worship is about our surrendering to Jesus the recentering of Jesus and frankly it's key to our discipleship to worship our god so when we say disciple we mean a submitted follower of Jesus that is a lifelong learner and doer of the things that Jesus did the church should be full of disciples and disciples should be worshiping Jesus that's right so the church is not uh, about the building or a gathering space or a location, the church is actually an identity. It's the people of God, and the people of God should continually be recentering ourselves on Jesus, and that can look in a variety of ways. And so, here at the Simple Church Collective and with simple churches, we can worship in a variety of ways, recenter ourselves on Jesus. I, and and I love what you're saying, Scott, about like.
0: Worship is about keeping Jesus at the center, right? Yeah, and and we, can, we have an episode literally on that. Yeah. go back to season go one. Go back to season to one. Yeah, and and if you orient your life with Jesus at the center, I think our lives are drastically different. And I think the more Jesus people, right, people that put Jesus at the center, yeah. live in any given community or uh, work in any given place or go to any given school, mm-hmm. then uh, in theory the love of God should be multiplying in that place. And more and more people are coming into contact with the hands and the feet of Jesus. And they're being introduced to both Jesus and his kingdom. And the transformation on the other side of that should be something that's just amazing and and happening in each one of those communities. When we worship uh, and keep Jesus at the center, we're saying, hey, God is God and we are not. Right. Mm. We're recognizing that it is God who who is the creator, that it is God who is, um, you know, uh, able to do all things, is all powerful, able to be in all places. Right. And we and are so limited he's worthy of our worship. Right. And he is not. He's worthy of our worship. And and when we put him at the center of our communities, not only that, it creates our communities, it sets our communities apart. Mm. Right. Jesus-centered communities ought to be different than other
1: things. The non-Jesus-centered
0: communities. Right, right. And, yeah. and, and, and we should have a different flavor. And what we're trying to do is create and multiply Jesus-centered communities. And so yes. worship yeah. is a part of our discipleship. It's a part of our, us following Jesus. And it's a part of the groups that we're looking to multiply.
1: Yeah, worship is irreducible minimum yeah of yeah. the simple church collective and hopefully of churches in general right. the greater church right. in right. the west east globally and, um, and proper worship too
0: because the text tells tells us this right yeah what does the Lord want the Lord wants us to worship in spirit and in truth as he wants to be worshiped mm. so so it's not just however we want to worship either it's that he wants to be worshiped in spirit right and according to his spirit and in truth and so Mm. and so we 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 anchor ourselves um in in the the tradition of the scriptures we anchor ourselves in uh um the following of of the third person of the trinity right we and 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 pursuing that we want to be a spirit-filled people and and i love that this is one of the key elements that the lord keeps pointing us back to right because otherwise we're just another civic group. Otherwise we're just another kind of entity. But what sets groups apart that our churches and simple churches are the presence of Jesus and the presence of the work of the Lord. And when we submit ourselves to him, that is, um, of course, why this exists as one of our irreducible minimums.
1: Hmm. Well said. Well said. So, practically, I, I think we laid the groundwork for why worship is, is a minimum and, and even what worship is and, and can look like. But practically, let's, begin, let's get into yeah. uh, within the collective, Okay, what does worship look like? Yeah. Practically,
0: the followers of Jesus that are a part of the collective um, should know and should be practicing you know, worship at in looking to exalt Jesus at every turn, looking to mm. make much of Jesus in their neighborhoods, make much of Jesus in, in their, their workspace. workspaces in their in the, you know when they're studying. Um it should be pursuing Jesus through through the texts that they read, through the texts that they read, uh through the scriptures, uh through other extra biblical resources that they're reading, mm. through learning about Jesus, through spending some of their time just learning and growing about Jesus and making their the, their thoughts
1: about Jesus, right? Um, Sharing um, testimony. Like, right. hey, here's how Jesus has changed my yeah. life. Like, one, my life before I met Jesus and how Jesus has changed yeah. my life and my life now. Like, that is 100% and a that way elevates. that you worship, you center, you elevate right. Jesus. And you elevate
0: Jesus, yeah. That we, In fact, in, in our groups, that's one of the ways that we kind of get to know one another. It's to mm. say, hey, how was your life before Jesus? How did you meet Jesus? And how is your life after Jesus? Of course, it's not all honky dory all the time, but... Hopefully it's not as it used to be and it shouldn't be right because yeah. of, the, of the process of regeneration and and the transformation that happens when we meet uh, The risen Lord we should be singing about Jesus, right? Maybe not all of our groups will sing or not every time we will sing but our faith is a singing faith Right, right. Uh from from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament Paul talks about in the New Testament for us to address each other in Psalms and spiritual and in hymns and spiritual songs in the old testament you have miriam she's singing uh
1: you got you have the psalms which are yep. poetry and often worship of, of god like yeah. directly it's glorifying the, god Some some people have said that it
0: is uh the the hymnal or the songbook of the jewish people um mm. and i love that all kinds of songs right and even i love that in the psalms the jewish people invite uh god into their brokenness even right your songs
1: and, aren't always uh, like god you are so good and so awesome there are sometimes they like our situation really sucks
0: and where are you God, right? Yeah. But even
1: in that sense God is still central to that. Yeah, they're crying
0: out and saying hey Where have you been or where are you and also just you know another way that we worship? Jesus is by serving others in tangible ways mm. in the name of Jesus So when people are like oh man, thank you so much for doing this Thank you so much for showing up, uh, you know and and serving at this, you know nonprofit or whatever and you're like man, you're looking for an opportunity not to just get glory for yourself, but to kind of deflect and say, you know what? Typically, I probably wouldn't be here, but the way that My my life is set up now. I know that God's called me to more than just to living about myself Yeah, and I want to be here for a reason that is greater and so yeah. that those are some of the practical ways So some of our groups have served, you know, you and I have served at the Salvation Army
1: um, Yeah, and when we do that we don't hide the fact that we're there in the name of jesus yeah and i mean however we recenter ourselves on jesus and, and make jesus the focal point we're, we're worshiping the lord um we have you know a lot of our simple churches will be gathering at variety of times during the week with a variety of different people groups and, and some will be really comfortable with singing and some will not that might be a turnoff, and so well, why would we why do we have to worship that way? We, we, you know we won't. Um, but in our equipping gatherings that happen twice a month, like a priority of that is to worship in song and worship in community right And worship can be there's an individual element of you know I, I'm praying with the Lord or bringing myself and recentering myself on Jesus. and then there's a corporate communal environment of worship and both are important, right? We need to recenter ourselves on Jesus individually. And corporately, Romans 12, 1 through two, uh, awesome passage. Um, you know, renewing your minds and, and all the things that Paul say. But part of it says to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. There's this element of our spiritual worship that is happening, but our bodies and how we orientate, how we live our life, holy and acceptable. It all contributes to our worship of God. So it's not just like our
0: singing, but it's the way that we live, right? Yeah. And the way that we live, it Absolutely. should be it should be drastically different than those whose lives are not marked, you know, by the power of Jesus and by yeah. uh, what Jesus has done on the cross. And so that happens, you know, um, uh, for us, and and we ought to be a people that are marked by um, Jesus and the gospel, you know. One of, the, one of the things when I think about worship, um, and, and, and I think even about these irreducible minimums, is, um, you know, we, we are following in the footsteps and in the tradition of uh, the early church and, and in recorded scripture of, you know, that first century church. When, when, when we think about a lot of the times, uh, you know, months ago we went through the book of Acts together here and we go back to this passage Acts two, um, I think it's forty two through through the end there, forty seven, forty six. You know, every day, uh the early believers gathered together. Um, they prayed, they they did fellowship, so they did community. Mm. Um, they they even shared the gospel, you know, um, ended up in the temple. Um uh they, sh- they shared
1: meals and yep. communion. And-
0: and, yep, yep. And and you know, they they were on mission, they they made sure that everyone in their community was taken care of, mm-hmm. right? And they, they sold their belongings, they distributed uh, the proceeds as needed, and they submitted to the leadership of the apostles. When they did this, they brought this stuff to the apostles' feet, you know? And so there was, uh, early on, there, there was leadership that Jesus had kind of instituted, and then more and more leaders were made. They weren't just kind of popping up out of nowhere, these groups, like there was, there was a, a method to the explosion of that church growth that happened um, at the very beginning, and, and the believers were connected. So when, when we think about these irreducible minimums, worship, community, mission, and leadership development, we're drawing our inspiration from the early church and from the church that is recorded in scripture in the New Testament. And so, yeah, if you if you read it, how about you do this for yourself, right? Read through the New Testament, read through the Bible, say, what does it take to be the church? That's really the question that we were asking ourselves and how we landed Yeah, how we on, landed on these on four, these four the like what does it take to be the church? And really the story goes back to in many ways when we had to pivot because of COVID is like, so how can we be a church and how can we plant churches um that don't have the burden of having to have all of the bells and whistles, like yeah. Right Some of our churches down the road may end up going into more mainstream bells and whistles, but how can we be on mission, right, and use the methods of the first century and not kind of make it cumbersome for those that want to just step into the call that God has on their life? Yeah. Because this is what we've learned. You can plant churches and not have disciples. yeah. but if you make disciples, right, which is our goal, right? to follow Jesus, and to make disciples, churches will naturally happen yeah. on the other side. Why? Because disciples will want to worship, will want to be in community, right? Worship community, will, on will want to be on mission and follow uh, the voice of the Lord, and will want to grow in their spiritual maturity and make disciples that make disciples, so grow in that leadership development. So that's where we draw our inspiration from. And, and that's why we ended up at these four
1: um, uh, irreducible minimums. Thank you guys for listening to episode one of season two. We are excited for where we're going this season, starting with these minimums. Keep coming back each week to a new episode, and we're excited for where we're headed. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening.